Yo, Pod! This is Meet Mitch, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Bump! Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. The really big barbecue central show. This is a show where we talk about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling, originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast and the social distancing capital of the world. That's right. Happy to tell you that. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you. Do you want to jump in on the show tonight? I'm ready to take your phone calls and ready to read your emails. Here's how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you can get the newsletter. By the way, sign up for the newsletter at the main website right there towards the top right. Just drop in an email address, hit subscribe, and that's all you need to do. We don't blast you with spam and all this other crap every once in a while. Typically, it's once a week, Tuesday around noon. It comes out, lets you know what's going to be happening on the show later. Now, if there's bonus content like I had been putting out the past three days, which I'll get into here in a second, I did send out a newsletter yesterday alerting folks to that. Or if there's an exceptionally special deal that one of the sponsors is giving up for the Centralites, I will send out a newsletter for that. Otherwise, it's just once a week by and large. So you can sign up and get the heads up on what's coming up later that night on the live show. So here's what's happening. In about 13 minutes from now, we'll be joined by the owner of Fireboard, one of my favorite automatic temperature, uh, remote temperature measuring devices. This is what I'm trying to say. Great user interface. Hook it up on your phone. You can use it via Bluetooth, but I would say hook it up to your local area network. You can put six different probes of varying kinds on this. You could also put a fan into if you wanted. It is Ted Conrad making his return to the show. Now, Ted went to the HPBA Expo a couple weeks ago, which was probably the last exposition that even took place in the country. John Solberg from Michigan, in his day job, uh, books people into car shows. They were canceling like mad. Somehow, the hearth, patio, and barbecue exposition took place in New Orleans, but that had to have been it. Uh, Everything after that canceled for sure. So we'll talk to Ted about how the show went and uh, some new things that he has going on as far as Fireboard is concerned. 
Then coming up at 9.35, it is the fourth Tuesday of the month. Regular guest in the first hour, Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. He was also attending HPBA, so we'll get a different perspective from Derek as he is our in-the-stable journalist, a respected member of the Live Fire journalism community. And again, you can read him at DerekRiches.com. We'll also talk about some cool products that he might have seen at the exposition and some wacky products that he saw at that expo. So great to wrap up the first hour with Derek. Then we'll move to the second hour. And folks, oh my God, what can I tell you? The fourth Tuesday of the month in the second hour is a refiring of the embedded correspondence. And this is one like any other. Holy moly. I'm telling you right now, hold on to your straps. Because while we will talk a little bit of coronavirus, while we will talk a little bit of embedded correspondence leaving the dais, the balance of the second hour Indeed, we'll focus on one thing and one thing alone. That is the beginning of American Idol Barbecue Central Show Edition, where myself, John Solberg, Doug Scheiding, Jeff Rice will all be taking our hand at singing the smash late 70s, perhaps early 80s hit by supergroup Thin Lizzy. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominated Finn Lizzy, I might add. And you'll have the opportunity to hear us. I'll explain all the rules and all that stuff as we get into the second hour. But just know the second hour you've turned in for something special. In fact, you might want to tune out for the first hour and tune back in with popcorn because it's going to be entered at better than any damn television that you've seen in recent memory. That's what's happening on the show tonight. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and TikTok, you can also go slash BBQ Central Show on the Facebooks. You can also get a live video feed there. I would like to welcome everybody at Dead Broke Barbecue for watching on Ricer's channel, I believe, that we have successfully streamed out there as well. Now, I'm not monitoring the chat, so I apologize. I'm monitoring it on my own YouTube page, but Jeff gave me permission to stream out to his platform as well, so happy to have all the bar flies that are in there checking us out. The Dead Broke fans, happy to have you. And you'll see your guy in about an hour's time from now. So another week has passed. And depending on where you are in the country, this is the second week or so of coronavirus 2020. And many states are starting to mandate that you stay in place in your house. Nothing more than whatever your state is considering to be essential needs. Travel is allowed going to the grocery store, prescription, doctor, hospital. Other than that, they want you to stay inside. So do that. That's the easiest way to continue to not spread this virus or as the hot button phrase is, to flatten the curve because nobody's around each other. If you're not around each other, it's got no way to spread. You do it for such and such period of time and inevitably things will just flatten out. We won't have to worry about the surge like is going on now and of course new york being the epicenter of all of this right now i think they have more than was it half the cases that are out there in the country right now or three quarter it was some ridiculous percentage but it's all in new york and then sporadically around some other hotbed areas out there i think in the west coast but ohio has been officially shuttered in place stay at home uh, and a lot of states are following suit with that so In these troubled times, 
I have offered up not one, not four, but three new bonus podcasts for you that are currently in the podcast feed. So if you aren't subscribed to the show that way, go ahead and do it. If you just go to the main website up at the top right, there's a button that says subscribe, and you can figure out how you want to subscribe to the show's podcast feed. Then enjoy shows featuring the likes of restaurant and food critic and New York City expert Nick Solaris. First Tuesday of the month, special guest Sam the Cooking Guy, who will be on next week, by the way, live in his normal appearance. And Sean Walchef from Cali Comfort Barbecue, all talking about the virus, of course, but we're also talking about personal actions that we're all taking to be diligent and safe patrons and citizens of this country in order to not spread this thing around. But each one of us also gives their account, or each one of them also gives their account, of the restaurant industry, and perhaps more importantly, how it might all look once we get on the other side of this virus. And needless to say, all three have very realistic and some of them rather grim outlooks. But how could you not? And as Stover had said in my most recent bonus content release with Kelly Comfort Barbecue, it's not just the restaurants. It's the small independent businesses. The ones that are selling handmade jewelry or uh, mail-only products or just the very small businesses that make up your downtown area or your business district. What kind of a outlook do they have a month from now or two months from now? Now, the mindset over the course of these three bonus episodes was that perhaps 65 to 70 of restaurants could be wiped off the map. I mean, can you imagine that 60, 65, 70, 75% of restaurants that are in your town right now gone? Can you believe that? Now, aside from the grim stuff or the realistic talk, there are also some funny moments in there as well. Like when Sam admonishes me for not knowing or having a truly bad grasp on Mexican food knowledge. I think I asked him what the difference between a enchilada and a burrito was or a fajita. Well, I don't know. I forget exactly what it was. One of them you put in the oven. So it's not all doom and gloom. There is a lot of uh, real talk in there, but absolutely some funny moments too. So if you're not subscribed to the podcast, let me encourage you to do that because that way you never miss one of these here shows but then you never miss any bonus content you never know when bonus content is coming out and we all have a little more time to relax and do our social distancing so why not do it with a little bit more barbecue content that I've offered up for you for the ripe old bottom bargain basement price of zero dollars from me to you enjoy it while you have some time off Ted Conrad coming up out of the break. I'll talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. A curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies to get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. They have 13 perfectly balanced rubs, right? Making extraordinary meals all the time. If you would like to add a little bit more change-up in that arsenal, you can... Also, visit Simply Marvelous Barbecue, owned by Steph Franklin. When you put Big Papa's and Steph Franklin together, now you've whipped up a little thing called the West Coast Offense. And we know barbecue teams across the country are winning 
with West Coast offense when they're competing. Not right now. But you can do it in the backyard as well. There's some great rubs. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce, so if you're tired of what's currently out there, you want to change up the game a little bit or have a good base sauce that you can start messing around with, you got to give Granny's a try, and they're also selling cookers. You know it. If you're looking for a easy-to-use, check out the Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill, one of the premier pellet cookers on the market. Big Pop is the exclusive Mac dealer. Even offer special link packages. Nobody else is doing that. Not a fan of pellet smokers? All right. Take a look at the Old Hickory Ace BP, only charcoal smoker the Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. Now, if you're not sure of what grill you need, call them for crying out loud. 877-828-0727. 877-828-0727. And mention the Barbecue Central Show. You never know what they might throw in just for free because you told them you found them out here on this show. Peruse their website, why don't you? BigPapaSmokers.com. That's Big papasmokers.com B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A smokers.com and we wish Sterling Ball and the gang over at Big Papas a well wish hoping everybody's doing out there uh, doing well keeping their social distance we're back with Ted Conrad from Fireboard right after this stick around Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher's Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils. All of Butcher Barbecue products tested on the competition circuit as well as backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood. Visit butcherbbq.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. All right, joining me now, a person who is in the leading role of remote thermometer sector with the Fireboard product, which is an absolutely incredible tool. Especially if you love tech and you love to monitor multiple items from one source, whether that be a computer or your smart device. A few weeks ago, the HPBA was held in New Orleans here from Recap and some product updates. Friend of the show, Ted Conrad. Hey, Ted. Hey, Greg. How are you doing? Absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you making time for the show tonight. And uh, we have some HPBA stuff to talk about. But before we get into that, I wanted to do a quick follow-up because I think it was last April that you were on and you were in conjunction with Joe from Yoder making an announcement how you guys were you know, partnering on a cooker. You guys were doing more of the thermometering and remoting of temperature. So uh, is there any new update or how is that going as far as partnership? Yeah, it's, it's going actually pretty well. They've had, they're just over a year into basically selling that new series of the controller. And all the feedback has been positive. You know, I mean, people love the integration. People love the Fireboard side of it. Of course, Yoder makes an outstanding product to begin with. Um, they didn't. They didn't change the actual units themselves. They improved, I think, the um, igniter. 
and there were some other things they, they tweaked, if you will. But yeah, yeah, everything's going great. So we're uh, people are cooking at home more, I guess. And so we'll see how that goes. All right. So let's <laughs> talk about the hearth patio and barbecue expo. <laughs> Um, you know, it's funny because I was saying in the open that I have a lot of friends that are in trade show businesses and they were telling me right around that same time, everything is closing down. Uh, my Michigan correspondent does a lot of car show stuff or auto shows and one after the next was just getting, you know, bumped every hour. There was a new one that was uh, either bumping out a number of months or was just canceling altogether, but HPBA continued on there. Uh, so Talk to me a little bit about the exposition itself and how it went for Fireboard as a company. Yeah, we were, you know, we kind of went down there. We didn't know what to expect. You know, it was kind of like an hour by hour thing. And they were, like you said, we were right in the midst of like where everything was getting canceled. Um, And we didn't know, you know, how it was going to turn out, even if they didn't cancel it, because other people, other vendors or whatnot were pulling out right and left. So I felt bad for the, uh, the lady that runs it, I mean, she's, she's so nice, but I can only imagine, you know, like every person that called and was like, Hey, we're not coming. She was just pulling her hair out. So, but she did a great job. I mean, honestly, she, she did a good job. And I would say it was a little surprising, but I thought the conference was, was really good. You know, we had really good conversations. Uh, we had a lot of conversations with other uh, vendors and other manufacturers. And those were really positive. I mean, everybody, is still wanting to push wireless technology. So I think that was a good show for us. Was there a noticeable downturn in physical attendance? Would you say? I, well, this is our second year doing it. Last year was in Dallas and people kind of said last year, the attendance was down a little bit. And I would say, I don't know if New Orleans is, is maybe it draws more people. I don't know, but I felt like it was probably just as much as last year, maybe a little bit down, but it, honestly, we, it was a pretty good show. All right. So cool items as you're walking around, I don't know if you were just stationed at the booth, uh, you know, all your time there, but, uh, for, if you guys are platooning on and off, uh, cool items that you might've seen as you were walking around, uh, from some of the other exhibitors. Yeah. You know, the, uh, well, it's fascinating because I'm not a huge like fireplace guy. Obviously, I love you know the grilling side, but there's tons of fire. There's some crazy stuff where you can see through, and there's like fire hovering, you know, in the middle of the like, two glass plates. Um, there's a really cool new. I guess you'd call it a. I guess it's kind of a pellet grill, but it's it was like a hybrid gas and pellet. And I'm I'm losing the name right now, but it's uh, I think it's like a Canadian company. Uh, anyway, so it was it was a pretty fascinating product to kind of see what they've come up with. Um, there's some pretty neat, just high-end, you know, built-in gas grills that you see there for these really cool outdoor kitchens. So I always kind of like looking at some of that stuff. We spent, you know, about 90%. It's, uh, it was a good show. Good. Uh, we're talking with Ted Conrad from Fireboard. Fireboard.com is the website if you want to check it out here while we're chatting. Um, were there anything that you saw that you didn't expect that kind of blew the mind that some of the exhibitors uh, walked out? Well, I'm trying to think if there was, uh, there's some pretty neat outdoor, I, I kind of love these little outdoor, um, the fire pits and there was a really cool one. Um, I don't know if I can even find a picture maybe to show you what they were doing, but they were, it's basically a fire pit, but you could also grill on it. Hmm. 
And um, let's see if I can pull it up here for you guys. But it it was a really cool thing. So the outdoor, there's the indoor area, and then there's the outdoor area. And everybody is cooking and, and smoking out there yeah. and grilling and stuff, which is pretty cool. Are they sampling uh, out there as well, or are they just showing you how oh they yeah. cook? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. they're. Uh, so this is a this is maybe a picture. I don't know if you can see this or not, but it's... Uh, oh, yeah. That looks like uh, an art flame. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, I thought that was pretty fascinating. That was that was a pretty neat deal. So, <laughs> well, so I happen to have uh, now. I don't know if that's an art flame. I know there's a couple other manufacturers of those styles of grill. I think the common term is plancha, but uh, I think Olafor makes one. Art flame, I think, was the original. I have a classic 40 inch art flame on my back patio, and it is certainly a conversation piece when you have it placed. Uh, and the right part of the patio, people just inherently collect around it. And then you fire it up. You have a live fire in the middle of it. It's basically a big cast iron pan where four or five or six people can get around it. And they're cooking whatever you want. And you can cook whatever you want. Um, when we fire it up, yeah. it's we do breakfast in the morning. We'll keep it going. We'll do lunch. And then we'll keep it going. And we'll do dinner. Neighbors are coming over, neighbor Desmond and his family. So it's a, a big all-day project. The only thing I don't like about it and this is probably something that you would want to consider if you're going to get into that kind of a purchase is a, it's not very fuel efficient. There's no way to really control how much air is getting on the fire. So it's just burning like crazy. So if you have a lot of wood, you go through a lot of wood. I've switched over to charcoal, but it's a 20 to 40 pound commitment every time you're going to keep it going. Um, and then, you know, it does take a considerable amount of time to get cool. So you can cover it back up because it's just this big, you know, thick steel piece that is grabbing that heat. So, but I mean, from a, from a conversation piece, it can double as a fire pit, I guess, if you wanted to, it's uh, it's a pretty cool piece. So, yeah. um, you know, I can, that's a kind of a, that's a really good setting for that kind of a piece. Everybody can get around it. You can see it working, you know, easy to do, right? Yep. Last year is kind of cool. There was a company, I think it's called UK fire pits, obviously, you know, really nice fire pits made it, you know, over in England, but, yeah. uh, I actually made a deal with them to buy one wholesale just off the floor, brought it home, and <laughs> there it sits uh, on our patio today. So, yeah, you can find some kind of some cool stuff. From a show's perspective, and I'm always interested in getting people's opinion on this, when I was uh, in the truck, in a different part of the trucking industry, we used to have this thing every year in Louisville called the Mid-American Truck Show, and it was the exhibits for all of the major truck manufacturers and anybody that have anything ancillary to do with uh, trucking. But by the time we were getting out of it, attendance might've been dwindling a little bit. And there was huge talk every year of, do we have to go or are we going to keep our name there? Is it a necessary (laughs) evil versus something that we're looking forward to do each year? How do you guys find this kind of a setting? Because it's not just outdoor live fire stuff there is a a bigger section that is hearth and patio stuff versus just the the barbecue stuff so is it still exciting and a a want to do or do you also feel that there is a need because competing products might be out there and if you're not there you're not in front of a face um i don't know that we felt like the competing products were there i mean several of the you know competitors were there the uh I think the most interesting thing, we honestly didn't really know what to think going into it because obviously this is our second year. Um, so we don't have like honestly a 
don't have a ton of experience with with trade show stuff. But the most interesting conversations, like I said, were these other manufacturers and either comparing notes with them or they were asking us questions on the technology side, potential integrations, you know, stuff like that. So those are even if one or two of those deals were to happen, those are those are great constructive conversations. That was that was a lot of fun, to be honest. So let's talk about Fireboard itself, uh, the product. There's some. Uh, there's a new update. I just got an email for it hours before we went online here. So tell us a little bit. I guess uh, give us a, a quick thumbnail sketch of the Fireboard itself for the folks that don't know, and then we can talk about the new update that just rolled out. Yeah. Well, first of all, I got to give a shout out to Stephen. He's uh, my business partner, and uh, he's he's done a, an amazing job with the app. He does the iOS app and the Android app and maintains that. So we rolled this new feature out and people have asked for this for quite a while. And it's, it's not on one hand, people may see it and think, Oh, it's, it's, you know, just another little feature, but it's, it's a pretty extensive deal what we've done. So we've added the ability to add notes and photos along your session graph. And so you can actually, you know, we have a lot of people making notes as they're cooking. We have a little text box basically where you can make notes in your session. Well, now you can actually put little dots along your timeline. You say, hey, look, I took it off here. Maybe I wrapped it or you know, maybe I opened the, opened the lid here. I adjusted the vent. All those little things, and they're just little dots. You can click them, and it shows your note. Mm. And the photo thing is, is so much fun. You know, people, people love taking pictures. So it creates this really cool collage, and that can be shared out. So we're, we're hoping people share this um, and have fun with it. And it's it's going to be cool to see how it goes. So you can basically start with a raw picture of a pork butt and then take another picture three hours in, take another picture before it goes in the wrap, take another picture as it comes out of the wrap, and then take a final pulled sandwich picture and share it all up to your social media, no problem. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, Greg. If you, if you get a chance, you know, it's it's a cool thing to use. Uh, we, we did a video, so the little email we sent has a video and we did that last night out on the patio and uh we kind of were doing a live cook did some ribs you can see this is uh you can tell here but here's this was people are messaging me because i'm on the uh the show that's right (laughs) (laughs) so so uh you can see those dots and if you if you just click one of these dots there you see the actual photo of what's uh get this on the right camera here and then you can go to this view, and you can see oh. all the photos together. Right, running timeline so there. Pretty slick, yeah. Running timeline. So that's, uh, I think people are going to love that. And so you, you, yeah, anybody can get it on their on their apps immediately. They can just download it. It's going to be automatically rolled out this week, but they can download it immediately off the app store. Do you have to, or can you hook your social media channels into that? So it's just <laughs> a, a one touch kind of a posting to wherever you want to send it. Yeah, we have the share button. It's probably the same looking thing, like the share thing, like every other app has. And you can click that, and then it goes to Facebook, Twitter, you know, email, text, and all that stuff. All right, so that's rolling out, or you can immediately update, as Ted said, if you go get the app. Now, let me ask you from a implementation standpoint, when you roll out something like this, is this a matter of, a collection of customer requests. You know, you're getting emails into whatever the the email address, or somebody sees you on the street and says, "Hey, Ted, you really got to think about doing this," or "Ted, you got to really think about doing that." 
Um, so how do you suss out from customer requests or whatever maybe the internal brain trust is thinking? How do you suss it out and decide what makes sense and you should continue to follow up on and what doesn't make sense and you should just trash it for now? Well, we, we, we spin a wheel and wherever it lands is what we... <laughs> Very high tech. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, it really becomes, it, it, you know, pretty obvious within a matter of like a few months, people start emailing the same thing. And what's funny is it's almost literally word for word, the same email. <laughs> and so you get that over and over again. And this was, this was something high up on that list. Um, and and we love it too, right? It makes perfect sense. You know, I think if you're sitting there cooking, you kind of want to remember, since we have all this nice history, you know, and you're, you've got the nice graph, instead of just a little note, you can actually remember, hey, I did this. So you can, it's more like almost a recipe. You can kind of remember and go back and recreate it. And I guess the better part to just having that recipe, as you mentioned, is the fact that you can also put a visual to that. So not only are you handwriting, oh, the bark was mahogany with a bit of fat sweat on top you can snap a picture and visually reference that so you know what to look for aside from reading the text yep yep you know and the uh yeah the photo feature is going to be a a blast um and you know this i think one thing to note is you know we've we've really tried hard to make this stuff work as simple as possible is to make it robust You, you turn on your app and things just work um now you know adding a photo feature is not a trivial thing to do. So we've, we've been testing this for a while. Um, and you know, I should mention too, you buy a fireboard and you get this nice cloud service for free. So we've been trying to continue to add in all these features as we go. To the point of continuing to refine and refine before you roll it out to the public, does it vary in regards to the amount of time it takes to go from idea to build to test and then ultimately release out to the public? Or do you find that every time you put in something new, it's taking about the same lifespan before it reaches the public? Um, this was a little bit more complicated. You know, there's, there's things to do on the UI you know, the UI development on the mobile apps is incredibly complicated. Um, you've got all these little charting engines and, and then, you know, then it's funny, like it's just a, an example I've used Apple has their dark mode, you know, where you can shift your phone into dark mode. Yep. And so they mandated a few months ago that you have to rebuild your app so it correctly handles dark mode. That's just an example of all the little things. So you, you start working on a feature and you have to stop and go back and fix something that was working before. So, it, you know, it took, actually, I don't know, probably, I think, two or three months on this. Oh, wow. Pretty steady work. Yeah. From a partnership standpoint, we know about the Yoder you had mentioned at the expo that you were talking with people. Do you find that or, or do you speculate that over the next handful of years that grill manufacturers will try and stop doing the shit that they aren't in business to do, being software, being tech, and just focus more on the grill part and then search out people like yourselves that are tech-driven, that have this experience in doing uh, remote thermometer uh, temperature taking and all this stuff. Do you do you think that that's a a better business model? Yeah, I do. And I that conversation, what you just said, was exactly what they were just telling us. You know, it's like they're in the business of either manufacturing these these grills or these smokers, and they've built out an elaborate supply chain for doing that. They obviously have the capability to, to produce some really nice quality units like that, but 
you know, our, you know, I joke, we love barbecue, but we're really a technology company. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're, we're writing software. We're, we're doing the actual electronics, the hardware development. Um, and that's, that's what our passion is. Um, and I think it comes through in the product. Many people recognize, Hey, it's, it does seem to work. And, um, so yeah, we, I, you know, the whole thing is I figure, gosh, if a fireboard can be everywhere, you know, whether obviously the Yoder partnership is great. Um, you know, I've got a green egg sitting out on the patio. We've got the Primo grill sitting on the patio, the Weber kettle. You can actually hook up the fan. You can actually maintain a really cool, nice fire with the Weber kettle. So it works. Basically it works on everything. (laughs) You're open to doing, I guess I'm asking for you for the general, uh, manufacturing market. Uh, you would be open to doing, let's say private label stuff as well. If somebody were to approach you and uh, they're going to pay you and do all that stuff, but they want to make sure that, uh, you know, XYZ Grill's name is across the board. Yeah, we've talked about that too. I think at a minimum, I think what we've said is, hey, look, if, if there's going to be something like that, we want it to be powered by Fireboard, you know, or we want to have maybe some sort of a co-branding thing like that. What, um, why is that important? Well, I mean, it's obviously that's, you know, I feel like we're getting our name out there. I think I want to reinforce what the technology is and it really is fireboard technology it can still be potentially a maybe it's labeled by that manufacturer but i think again powered by fireboard i think just makes sense because it really is looking forward and i know it's probably not a lot but do you have any plans into let's say uh, mid to end of summer that you guys are going to be promoting or or doing for the general public well, we've got some fun stuff this year, to be honest, Greg. And so I think everybody should stay tuned. Um, you know, but it's it's tricky. It's like here you are looking at <laughs> what we're looking at, and you're trying to figure out timing wise. There's you know supply chain complications. Uh, obviously, there's is that affecting you guys right now? Is that affecting you guys? Yeah, a, a little bit. Yes and no. You know, the slowdown in China, which was kind of happening more in February, that that was a little tricky. You know, we had some stuff, um, slow down, but luckily late last year, we had stocked up on quite a few components. And I think last time I was on, I think I was maybe showing you our, the new yeah, assembly. That's right. So we're yep. able to do the boards in house now. Hmm. And that's been huge. You know, if, if we're relying on a contract manufacturer in China to do our boards, I think in February or March, we would have been up a Creek. Hmm. So, yep. Keeping it in house is keeping everybody afloat right now. <laughs> yeah, you know the other thing Greg I was going to mention real fast yep. is you know some of these uh, cities and counties have said hey essential businesses and we kind of took a look at it and you know obviously you know we're here talking about barbecue and whatnot but there's a a pretty good percentage of our business that's also restaurants and grocery stores the grocery stores use it for cold storage <laughs> uh, temperature tracking. Uh, we have a lot of breweries that have bought it. We had last week, we had a fish, a big fish farm that bought it. <laughs> so, wow. um, food production. So there's, there's enough of a chunk of business that we, we fell into that essential business category. So we're still going, yeah. you know, we're still, we, we built, uh, a bunch of fan drive cable, the, the boards today, crank those out. And, um, yeah, we're still going we're still shipping. So we're hoping things uh, obviously calm down here in the next few weeks. And uh, in the meantime, Fireboard open for business. So check out the website, fireboard.com. 
And we are talking with Ted Conrad. Ted, always appreciate the time and uh, great catching up. Hey, Greg. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you. You got it. There he is, Ted Conrad from Fireboard. I like that guy right there. He's like, yeah. Uh, I'm like, how about private label? He's like, uh, did you hear what I said, pal? I said the name is going to be out there. That's what I like. Believer in the product, and you want to make sure that people know that. And I believe he's right. I think Fireboard has come to the forefront of a being a leader in this kind of technology, and I think there's a legitimacy gained when people hear that Fireboard's on board with whatever manufacturer. Thanks again to Ted Conrad and the website fireboard.com. Derek Rich is coming up out of the break. I'll talk to you quickly about the barbecue guru. Believing that outdoor cooking can be easy and fun. Of course it can be, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. The Monolith, the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control and greater freedom with an automatic temperature controller. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature. Let the Monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pitmaster. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill, and you can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. If you have a Barbecue Guru controller already, and you get a monolith grill, then you don't have to go out and buy a brand new controller. You can if you want. We talked to Barb, uh, Bob Trudnack last week. DynaQ and UltraQ are going to be out here in about three or four months. You can actually buy now, and then you should see them within a month or so, maybe a little less now. But it's the DynaQ and the UltraQ taking place of two other models that they'll be retiring out of the product line. If you have any questions, you call them at 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Or you can visit the website, bbqguru.com. That's bbqguru.com. Derek Riches is next. Stick around. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets. For all of your pellet-driven cookers, visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com if you would like. Amazon very busy right now. But cookingpellets.com is the main website. There's a podcast there, too, if you want to check it out. Struggling a little bit, if you ask me, but they're trying. They're trying. All right, we are joined by fourth Tuesday of the month. Regular guest and Barbecue Central Show guest hall of famer, Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. Hey, Derek. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you making your monthly visit here on the really big barbecue show. So. Uh, you were also at the Hearth Patio Barbecue Exposition in New Orleans, and I was just talking with Ted Conrad over at Fireboard. Did you run into Ted by chance? Yeah, I did, as a matter of fact. We talked for a bit. Anything that he didn't tell me two minutes ago? I don't think so. Do, do you I think, think Derek, He had that... to do a follow-up, so okay. we well, can get through a lot. Do the follow-up. All right, maybe in a month or two we'll have some yeah. uh, insider updates here by uh, – uh, no names, please. Do you think it would be, or do you think that manufacturers will start to search out these kind of companies like a fireboard to say, we're going to focus more on 
the things we're really good at making grills or making cookers and we're not going to try and take the tech in-house as we have been doing here and instead we would like to partner with a fireboard or somebody whose strong suit is that and they can integrate together yeah i mean we we kind of see a bit of that i mean um weber teamed up with uh, uh those one people i grill do yeah well, they did, they bought them out, but yep, they teamed yep. up with someone else to build apps, and and oh, now Napoleon okay. is. But they're looking at like you know the temperature control companies as much as they're looking at app developers. I think you know because that's really their weak point. So I mean, you know, Firebird's a good choice. It's a great product. I really like it. Um, I have one back there somewhere. Um, and and it would be a smart choice in my opinion, but I, I I'm unfortunately I think a lot of these companies are like, you know, who makes really cool apps versus who makes really great technology, yeah. and it's it's a look and feel thing as much as a technology thing I think for them. What do you think about the 2020 version of the Hearth Patio and Barbecue Show? Well, it was an interesting show. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it was that. Yeah, I mean, what was it? I. Flew out Wednesday morning. New Orleans had no cases. Woke up Thursday morning. They had 20. <laughs> you were on a flight back home like a, 10 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like really tempted. It's like, do I really want to do this? But, you know, they were giving out hand sanitizers when you checked in and nobody shaking hands. Yeah. And you could see you could see people struggling with it. I mean, you know, the people would like they try to reach out, but then they'd pull their hand back. Yeah. And, you know, the show, I think the interesting thing of it is the show literally shut down as it was going. Hmm. I mean, you know, I started on one end of the floor, moved to the other, and and, and the far end, PK Grills was down there, and I wanted to go by and see those guys. And they had shut down at like 3 o'clock on the first day. They were already packed up. Their stuff was in boxes waiting for the trucking company to come get it. They were leaving the show, period. Yeah. Wow. And, you know. They closed the outdoor section on Friday, but people were already kind of shutting down there. And then they came in and announced that Saturday they would close by noon because the expo center was shutting. I mean, the convention center in New Orleans was shutting down wow. at that point. So Monday, I think New Orleans said Monday the entire facility has to be cleaned out. Nobody can be there Monday morning. Wow. So, so that was yeah, a weird was experience. Yeah, it, 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 right now it's it's like the last American trade show. So yeah. I mean, just for that, you know, yeah. say that. Hey, I was the last American trade show for who knows how long. For the time uh, that you were for the time that you were there, uh, cool products that you saw. Um, well, you know there there was there was some good things out there. Um, there's a, you know, the, the problem with this show is, is there's a lot of people who think they've got a great idea. So there was, there's a number of the, well, I have a gas grilly sort of thing that also is a deep fryer and a smoker and a wok, and you know, it's like, please stop trying to invent that. I've seen it so many times. You, but and Derek, also, you're you're the biggest fan of the all-in-one everything. I know that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I just love, you know, because yes. you want to do everything as poorly as possible. Right. And, you know, there was also the guys. With their brand new um, grill light tools, and you know we've seen these for years. It's a spatula with a flashlight in it, or it's tongs with a flashlight in it. And it's like, man, can is that just a dead patent that anyone can jump in on? I think that was Stephen Reichland's claim to fame fifteen years ago. 
Yeah, yeah. I know Companion had a set of those with his name on it yeah. a million years ago, and I don't know that anyone bought them because, you know, they broke in six months. But, but there, uh, And there's, like, way better grill light options, like the Weber, the one that Weber makes that goes on the handle that you pick up. I mean, that thing is a beauty. It works. It shuts down when you close the lid. Yeah. It gives nice illumination. It's cheap. It's easy to put on for an idiot like me. I mean, it's a winner. Why reinvent the wheel? Yeah, I, you know, because people think there's a market, you know, there's always going to be those Father's Day products. It's like these are the things that sell for a week in June. You know, it's like, a, you know, my favorite my favorite one of those is was the grill bot. You remember yes. the, oh, do I the remember robotic oh grill God. cleaning tool that tore the crap out of yes. your cooking grates and bashed itself all around in your grill yes. for 20 minutes. And the one that you forgot about with the gas grill on high and you burned the crap out of it? Right, with with rechargeable lithium batteries inside, you know, because that was a smart move. Yeah, that was the best. Yeah, that was... But, you know, as far as, like, really good products, um, I can't say there's anything that jumps out too much. There's a lot of... Um, you know, there's a lot of replication going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about the, uh, what's it called, the round thing you have? The art flame. The, yeah, there's now uh, at least a good dozen of those now. Really? Yeah. Oh, one God. guy has one that has modules that will go into the hole in the center for smoking and rotisserie cooking and multi-layer. And it's like, wow. Uh, yeah. I, I, I get that that's not a patentable item, and so anyone can make it. But and somebody will, you know, will make a really good one. But they do way too much, and they're a problem that way. But in that regard, is it like everything else that gets replicated? The more replication, the cheaper the price point, which means the cheaper the materials and the quality and so forth. Well, there's a lot of that. There's either the we're going to make it really beautiful and fancy and ornate or we're going to make it as cheap as possible. And so you kind of get that divergence that always happens with these sort of products. Um, I think that, you know, of the of the products I saw, I got to see the 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 master built Gravity Series 1050. All right. So, you know, they came out with the, the Gravity Series, you know, master built last fall. Their electronic temperature-controlled charcoal pellet grill-like thing. Right. The the 1050 is nearly twice the size. Oh, wow. I mean, it has twice, almost twice the capacity on it. <clears throat> I mean, the 560 is nice, but I find it's a little tight. It's a bit of a because it's very vertical, and so you know. But this this has a lot of space to it. It's really nice. I mean, this is. For me, this would be the one to get. So. Is this the one that was the Vesta Award winner during the show? Yeah, yeah. I think that one won the Vesta Award, nice. which I never put a lot of stock into because they get fireplace reps to go around and check out all the new products. And so they're just like, ooh, that looks shiny. Or, yeah. you know, but you know, this was a good pick. I think that for the new products that were there, it was a good one to go with. What? The uh, yeah. I mean, when you're seeing it work, and you had kind of reviewed it yourself but did the bigger one seem to have a little bit more of a stable temperature control uh it, it's really hard i mean they had they did not have the big one out running they had the smaller units cooking so i wasn't able to see it yeah. in operation i'm hoping that that the larger size 
makes for a more even cooking. My big question is, is exactly how much charcoal is this thing going to burn through with, you know, twice the volume in the cooking chamber. So, you know, I'm going to have to follow up on that one. They're being vague. It's a spring release, but, you know, I'm not sure how that's going to go now because there's a lot of new products that right now may be postponed for a while. We have supply chain chain issues, so. Uh, oh boy. Well, I, w- I was going to ask you a question about that here in a minute, but let me ask you: there was another product that you had mentioned to me to bring up, something called the Coyote thirty six inch pellet grill, or yeah, pellet grill. Yeah. So you know, last year, uh, Twin Eagles came out with their seventy five hundred dollar, absolutely beautiful pellet grill. I love looking at it; it's just gorgeous, and it's incredibly efficient, and it's an amazing piece of Unibus, $7,500. And, you know, when I when I met with the Coyote people, they're like, oh, well, we're going for like a $2,500 price point. But right now I'm only seeing it listed at like 3500 So I'm not sure where that price point's really going to settle in. A lot of times when you see things on, you know, trade shows and stuff, they're really trying to tell you, oh, no, this is going to come in real cheap. Mm. You, know, we, we, you know, we're hitting this price point. And then when it actually starts getting out in, out in the world, it it didn't turn out that that was going to be the case. So I'm going to see on this, but it's a pretty impressive looking unit. Um, it, it, it has a lot of what twin Eagles has with it, a very efficient design. I mean, it's a sealed gasket similar in many ways, I think to Memphis. So it's going to give them a run for the money with the, the Memphis pro. And cause that's a great pellet grill too. You know, what, if you're looking for an expensive stainless steel, what about expensive to the names of a Mac Two Star General Pellet Grill or a Fast Eddie PG One Thousand? I think you're really dealing with a different market space with that. I mean, you know, these very attractive looking stainless steel units. I think those appeal to, you know, because they all have a built-in version. These are for outdoor kitchens a lot more. These are for people who are coming more from the kind of grilling side that want a high-performance pellet grill. I think that if you're looking at, you know, Fast Eddie or you're looking at Mac or, you know, Yoder, I think you're much more serious on the barbecue side of things. And you're looking for something, you know, they kind of come off a lot more mechanical and um, uh, in, a, in a certain way kind of more a little more hobbyist in a way. Mm. I mean, not necessarily Yoder, but, you know, you look at the construction on Mac and you, you see how it's made. I mean, you sit there and go, oh, I could, might be able to make one of these. Mm. Not that I would. Right. But, yeah, it's a great pellet grill. I mean, I love those. Derek Riches is my guest. DerekRiches.com, the website. From a exhibitor's standpoint, did you was there anybody like noticeably absent? Not necessarily because of uh, coronavirus, but was there anybody that you thought was going to be there that just flatly wasn't going this year that surprised you? Uh, I don't know that there was anyone missing that you know from from the original list when we look back at who was going to be exhibiting in February it looked like the, pretty much the same crowd the usual suspects it's just everyone who pulled out in the last week hmm. that was kind of bothersome you know weber pulled out big green egg pulled out um broil king pulled out and uh louisiana grills pit boss pulled out which was really i mean one of the big reasons i was going there they were doing the final big press reveal of the founder series pellet grills that you know are have been coming for now nine months yeah. or, or a year and 
but they pulled out at the last minute. They weren't there. But I did actually find someone from Danson's that I could talk to and got a little bit of information. So, you know, they're they're doing Pit Boss is doing extraordinarily well, but we'll see how this turns out. Were they pulling out because of uh, virus-related concerns, or were they just pulling out? Your, be, your best guess? Was, everyone says it was because, you know, they didn't want to expose their people to the potential. They didn't want to, you know. I mean, that is one thing, particularly, you, you take your entire executive staff and get them sick. Yeah. And this does not, this is not good for your business. I think that, you know, I don't think that Weber cared to be there that much. I mean, they've always been a mainstay of the show. But now that they're a technology company and not a grill company, I think they're much more interested in going to CES than they are going to HPBA. So, you know, um, you know, that's their words, not mine. That's, that's what they Those say. are their so, words? They would rather go to CES than Hearth Patty on Barbecue? Yeah. They're really? a technology company now. It's all about technology. So Right. The, it gives the, you a potential, you know, I mean, if, if the economy hadn't collapsed and the stock market wasn't diving, I think that they had, were on track for an IPO. So, What? It's time. Wow. Look at these. Privately held equity, held by a private equity firm yeah. for the last decade. Wow. All right. Well, we'll see if uh, Weber goes public here at some point once we get on the other side I, of this virus. You never know. I think it's going to be, if they're going to do that, it's going to be a year. Uh, can we draw this conclusion? People will be cooking out more than they have in the past five years because of this coronavirus. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. And um, there were manufacturers already starting to talk about that. And this is, you know, really before all the, you know, I don't, what are we calling it? Lockdowns, quarantine, shelter in place. Shelter uh, in place. Let's say that. Okay, that's really good for the generation of children that we have been doing shelter-in-place exercises in their schools because there's an active shooter. Right. Because shelter-in-place is hide under your bed. It's not stay inside and play video games. Right. It's like, um, yeah, I think we're going to see that. You know, I think about the parallels to uh, 9-11. And, there, you know, even though there wasn't a lockdown on the country, people traveled a lot less. Yep. We got this notion of the staycation and we got this nesting thing that was going on. So we saw really good uh, growth in grill sales, accessories, fuels, all that sort of stuff went up for the following two years because people were staying home. They just kind of felt more secure that way. And, you know, there were travel restrictions in those days for a while. I think we're going to see parallels of that. The problem is, is how much disruption do we get in the supply chain and are the products going to be on, you know, available? Well, I guess that was the dovetail in, and it's it's hard to answer at this point because of the items that you had just mentioned. But would you see a corresponding increase in the live fire sector for sales to increase just across the board because people are going to be staying home potentially and cooking more at home? Yeah, I mean, I I monitor um, a lot of like Google search terms and and kind of internet traffic and what people are interested in, and you're already kind of starting to see that a bit over the last weekend. There was some real strong upward trending towards, you know, recipes and outdoor cooking information and, you know, barbecue and that sort of stuff. So I think it's going to be from that standpoint, I think we're going to see a lot more of that, um, you know, barbecue industry broadly. You know, when you talk about the restaurants and the competitions, that's going to that's going to be hard. That's going to be a real tough yeah. situation. Yeah. 
but weather the best we can. All right, last question before I let you go, and always appreciate the time, Derek. Who do you think gets eliminated next hour during the American Idol Barbecue Central Show edition? Is it me? Is it John? Is it Doug? Or is it Jeff? Whew. Boy, that's hard to say because I haven't heard any of you sing. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'm tempted to say it's you, but that would be rude. Uh, not really. Talking. I mean, I don't think you're ever on the show because you're overly nice for any particular reason, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I think John can sing. I have a sneaking impression mm. that he might be able to pull this off. All right. So I'm going to have to flip a coin on the other two. So it's either Maybe. Doug or Jeff? Yeah. I'm going to go with Doug just right. because... the because his name's Doug. All right. Doug, sorry, pal. Uh, by the way, that would be welcome news to Doug. Everybody's trying to get out of this as quickly as possible so they don't have to move on to the next month, of course. But nevertheless, uh, in the meantime, you can read Derek's stuff over at DerekRiches.com, and you can see him here on the fourth Tuesday of the month in the 935 segment. Derek, always appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you for having me on. You got it. There he is. Derek Riches, and we will see him next month. In April, and we'll see how the market's doing at that point. Holy moly. He's right. You know, I didn't even think about supply chain issues, so we're going to have to see how manufacturing continues. Or if it continues, I can tell you right now that the waste management industry is in the tank. Tank! But you don't need to know about that. All right, we're back to wrap up the first hour. Don't forget American Idol Barbecue Central Show Edition coming up in the next hour. That's right, Doug. Derek hates the name Doug, and you're going to be out. Now you're doubly ready to make it through the next month. I know. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. And speaking of it, this portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. You can monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. You can connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect to the Bluetooths. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. You find out more by visiting fireboard.com. Or you call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. And don't forget, they have the new texting, stories, and pictures that just came out in the new revision of the app. So very excited to give that a try. I'll download the new app to my phone as soon as we're done with the show here this evening and then i can start doing i happen to have the last trip to the market people say market grocery store is it grocery or grocery i don't know this is what i'm asking you but i did get a nine pound pork butt so i will be using fireboard for that not because i'm worried about how the i mean i can do it by look but I love using the tech when I have it, and that way I can take the pictures and upload the whole photo chain to my socials at BBQ Central Show on Twitter, Facebook, 
Instagram, and TikTok slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. But I see what you guys are writing in the chat, too. I don't understand. And I agree, by the way. For some reason, it looks like I've colored it. God. Don't worry. Ricer is helping me out with getting hooked up with using one of my DSLRs as a video camera. Whatever. I don't know. I got some things on order, and it might help. It might not. I might look like I just dye my hair for the rest of the time until it goes gray and falls all the F out. We're back for the second hour. Stick around.